Um, hi guys, welcome to the newest episode of Dear Black Girl. And today we have a special guest who is the creator of Women Radio and a radio host herself. Please welcome Megan. <laughs> hey. Now, um, tell us a little about yourself, like how you got your start in radio and what made you create your brand. Yeah, so um, I started radio almost five years ago while I was in college. Um, I did college radio. I had a really well-known show um, at my university, Florida A&M, a.k.a. FAMU, and um, I just grew a big following from that. Um, But after college, I just couldn't find a job in radio right away, so I got kind of like sad and basically depressed, Um, but then I got... Then I decided to go home and take an internship at a local radio station, and the woman, um, she's the only black woman in the state of Florida to own her own radio station. Her name's Alice Lee. She actually hired me on the spot that day um, to be her assistant, and she also gave me a Sunday night shift. Um, At that station, it was Urban AC, which, um, which skewed a lot higher, like very, very old music. Stayed there for about eight months, and then I went to West Palm Beach. I was the first woman on air at Beat 96.3, which was hip-hop. Stayed there for a year, and then I went to um, WTUG in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, um, where I was on air middays and an assistant program director. Um, I stayed there for six months. I, I hated it, um, but now I'm a producer at iHeart. Um, in Miami at 610 WIRD, which is like a conservative news radio station, but it's been here mm-hmm. for a very long time. Um, I created my brand because when, just because of the feeling I felt um, right out of college where I didn't have anyone to talk to, I didn't have a mentor, none of my close friends were in radio. So it was just like a difficult part of my life, and I just didn't want anybody else to feel that way. So women in radio, you can like, ask questions and tons of people will respond back and you can get your air check out there and it's just a community of women in the radio industry. But is that something that you always envisioned yourself doing or is something you fell into? Radio? Um, I definitely fell into it. I have originally went to FAMU for TV but it just took so long to be on the school's television station and I just didn't feel like mm-hmm. waiting. Um, I just went to the interest meeting for the radio station and took a couple tests, and then I was on air. And um, is one of your goals still to be on TV? Um, I wouldn't say it's a goal, really. I mean, I would like to be on TV. It's just trying to figure out how to do it. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But if it, if it doesn't, like, I'll be okay. So what are some lessons you've learned along your journey within your career field so far? Yeah, one lesson I've learned and I'm still learning is just being patient. Um, great things take time. And uh, I, I tell everyone to be patient, and I know it's so hard because I still struggle with it. So that's one of the mm-hmm. main things is patience. And what has your um, Luna Radio brand taught you so far? Um, definitely patience, too, because when we first started, it was so hard to um, – like get people to follow us and I guess understand what we were trying to do. Um, we've mm-hmm. been in business, I say, for about a year and a half. So we've we've grown a lot um since then. But definitely patience and not giving up and being consistent 
um, with posting and things like that. I remember you shared a blog post about how, like, you kind of quit radio for a short amount of time. Is that right? Yeah. Um, from April 2017 to October 2017, I had just stopped doing radio. Um, I wasn't happy in Tuscaloosa, so I just came back to Miramar, where my fiancé is, and I didn't do radio mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, I think I just needed a break to see, like, what I really wanted to do, and then I was given the opportunity at iHeart, so I came back. I think it was good for me, actually. Because it gave you a chance to, like, really, like, see if kind of figure out where you wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've always, since the beginning of starting radio, I've always wanted to work in Miami. It was just trying to get mm-hmm. a job. And so I finally got a job in Miami. Song number five. Song number five is Run the World by Beyonce because girls rule. <laughs> and we definitely do um, <laughs> run the world. I just become like this badassy type of person in the last year. So that song is it's just so powerful. It's like a war chant kind of. So <laughs> It's one of those songs that keeps you going all the time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like all of Beyonce's songs do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever you're down, just pop in that Beyonce song that exactly. you're dealing with whatever emotion you're dealing with. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it'll keep you going. That's so true. So what's been some of the challenges like running your own business and working a nine to five? Well, it's not really a nine to five. It's like a radio call seven. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a call whenever random time. But what's the challenge? Right. Um, It's actually not that hard. Um, The good thing about radio, I mean, women in radio is that most of it I do off of my phone um, because Mm-hmm. more so e-commerce and like social media based um so it's easy I'm always on my phone and I'm always uh, I'm really good with time management so I never feel overwhelmed by anything because I have it all planned out so it's pretty easy for me so let's get into your next song song number four song number four is take off by flies it's a really ratchet song but um in college <laughs> at my College radio station, um, I was known for, like, all the trap songs, like, playing all the trap songs and, like, southern rap. So that song, Take Off My Plies, is the first song I ever played on the radio um, at FAMU. So what was your radio show like at FAMU, and how did you build it up to become, like, one of the biggest shows on campus? Uh, my radio show was really fun. Um, I always had, I spent so much time. I used to actually plan my school schedule around my radio show because I had like the best time. Like I was Tuesdays and Thursdays, 4 to 7 p.m. So like mm-hmm. that prime time spot really. And um, I just had so much fun. Like we had to pick, we had to pick and play our own music. So that was always fun. Um, entertainment news, I was always on top of. And when, like, um, artists or celebrities were coming in town, they would come to my show. So I made um, a lot of – I networked a lot from college, really. That's how I know most of the people I still know now is from uh, college radio. And when you transitioned – so when you got your first, like, radio job and you transitioned from college radio, where you got to curate your entire show to an actual station where – so as far as music are curated, how how is that 
for you? Uh, really difficult because, like I was saying, um, I went to – and my first station after college was Urban AC. Like, they were playing, mm-hmm. like, Luther Vandross and, like – All the old. So, like, I had gotten – like, I had an interview for my internship, but she hired me on the spot. And also somebody mm-hmm. was out sick that day, so she was like, can you fill in for them tonight? So I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm freaking out of my head. <laughs> it was pre-recorded, but still, but she overheard me, and she's like, remember, this is Urban AC. You can't be too hyped, because I was, like, still on that hype from, like, doing hip-hop radio. So Urban AC mm-hmm. just had to relax a lot <laughs> and just be more <laughs> So, yeah, it was a big transition, but it was fun. And how is it now? Because you're doing more news-based right now, right? Yeah, so I'm just producing right now, so it's um, pretty simple. Uh, just There's a lot of Donald Trump talk. I hear about Donald Trump like <laughs> all the time. 80,000 times a day. So it's very different. But um, my school was more so based on the journalism aspect. So I was just getting back to my roots of journalism. Song number three. Three, my song number three is Make Me Proud by Drake. I love that song. It's just, like, fun. And I use it to, like, when I'm making myself proud, when I'm doing something big, I listen to it. So it's just, it's a Drake song. How can you not love it? (laughs) I know. Drake Drake used to have it to the point where you used to, like, fiend for Drake music. I am right now very upset that, we probably won't hear anything from him until this summer, so. I, I know really he's good for that. <laughs> yeah, I really want some music from Drake right now. But I guess he, I feel like you had to get back to that point because there was, like, what, within the past year and a half, I feel like he didn't take a break. He just kept giving us music. So he didn't right. allow people to, like, really miss him. Exactly. So now he's back to that. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna let you guys miss me before I give you some new music. Right? Yeah, I definitely miss him. <laughs> we get the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, where were you the first time you heard uh, "Make Me Proud"? I actually want to say I heard it on the radio. I think it may have been like spring break or summer, something like mm-hmm. that. But after I played it as soon as I heard it. I was like, oh, this is an awesome song. Over the past year and a half, has Women in Radio also helped you with finding mentors within the industry? I can honestly say I haven't even really been looking. Um, I've just been so focused on helping other people find the mm-hmm. answers they need, the mentors they want, that I haven't even really looked. I can say I definitely have met a lot of great women in radio um, in this past year and a half. So. I'm fortunate for that, but I really haven't even been trying, like, to actively pursue a mentor. So what's your career? Because it's not a, your everyday career, and it's also not the most stable career. How has your right. family felt about it? Oh, yeah. My family has always been super supportive. Um, my extended family, I guess when I was going through that patch of not having a job, they were, like, trying to find the other jobs to do. But other than that, they've been, like, super supportive about what I'm doing. Um, I guess because they know, like, I'm just always going to want to do – I'm always going to do what I want or and only do the things that make me happy. So they've always been supportive. Song number two. Um, 
Song number two is All the Above by Mano. That was my song my senior prom year in high school, and it just wrapped up my whole high school. I don't know. I just felt like a high school song, and I definitely remember it, like, all the good times whenever I hear it. Um, we played that on our prom limousine, like, 50 billion times. <laughs> it was just about like going off and doing bigger and better things. And my high school reunion is in 2019, so it was kind of fitting. Because the minute I graduate from high school of a senior high school union, um, it's, life just happens. Do you feel like you've done more than you expected to do, or have you not done everything you thought you were going to do by a certain age? I feel like in high school, I was so lost in the sauce. I didn't even have, like, any true goals. Like, I found out I was going to FAMU after I graduated high school because um, the school mm -hmm. I wanted to go to and got into was in California, and my parents didn't want me to go. So I was just like, okay, I'll go to FAMU. It's, like, North Florida or whatever. So I, I just knew I wanted to be on TV, but that was it. Like, I didn't think anything further than that, really. Um, and I started establishing goals for myself, like, just recently. Before that, I was kind of, like, going with the flow of life. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of feel like, great. I mean, of course, I can always do a lot more, but I'm happy where I am, and I'm working towards um, doing better things. So, yeah, I think I'm doing well, I guess, for what I thought I'd be doing out of high school. So, when... What made you realize that you should probably start establishing goals instead of, like, just going with the flow of life? Um, I, I, I don't really know what kind of kicked that off. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I just always – I always knew what I wanted, but I never wrote it down. So I just started writing goals down probably in the last two or three years, and they've all, like, some way, some form have come to life. So I'm not really for sure. I don't remember why. So I just, one day I did it and I was like, I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to make this work. What advice would you give to a young girl that's basically trying to do what you're doing or try to achieve the goals that you're trying to achieve? It would go back to that same thing of just being patient, um, but also still working hard. I mean, some people say being patient, but then they don't put in the work because they're waiting for them. But you have to, like, be patient and put in the work um, and find out what you really love to do and do that and don't let anybody steer you wrong. So in the five years that you've been, like, within your career and out in the world, like, outside of school, uh, what's one of the greatest lessons you've learned? Um, one of the lessons, patience, also being consistent, um, networking, and also discernment when it comes to people being in your life, um, and when it comes to helping people, because some people just want to take, take, take from you, and they don't give you anything, so you got to uh, watch out for those type of people. Song number one. Song number one is Singing My Song by Christina Aguilera. It's like a really powerful song about um, having um, self-confidence and things like that. I really love that song. 
I listen to it, like, I think it came out when I was, like, 12, and I always just listen to it when I'm, like, feeling low or things, or, like, feeling sad. Have you yourself ever, like, had issues with building self-confidence? <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't until probably, like, a couple of years ago when I finally was, like, okay, I'm good at what I do, I'm beautiful, I'm going to make it happen, but before that, um, it was, I've always struggle with um, low self-confidence or being self-conscious, but I don't know. I guess it's just growing up and realizing that people's opinions don't really matter and the stuff I'm probably stressing about, nobody really cares about, like low on self-confidence about people probably don't even notice it. So what's something now that you would tell your younger self? Just to, like, take life easy. Don't be so serious. Have fun. Save money for sure. I've been working since I was, like, 15, and if I would have saved as much money as I've been working for, I've almost been working for, like, 12 years, I could have so much money right now. <laughs> so, yeah, just um, being financially aware, um, don't get credit cards and things like that. <laughs> so what kind of woman would you define yourself as? I would say I'm creative, I'm a go-getter, um, I'm fun, sassy at some times, um, I can be silly, I'm very quiet, um, sometimes people mistake that for being rude, but I'm just a very quiet person. Um, I would definitely say confident now, a badass, and happy. <laughs> so. Along the journey of you um, having your own business, what kind of doors have opened for you through your Women in Radio? Um, I've been able to connect with a lot of people who are higher up in the radio industry. Um, I just started going to conferences in uh, 2017, so like meeting the actual movers and shakers of radio is very fun and interesting. A lot of people think, like, the movers and shakers of radio are just, like, those who are on air, and it's not at all. Like, so um, <laughs> meeting those people who are making, like, very good money from radio and who are coming up with, like, very good ideas for radio, that's um, that's been fun for me. What do you feel like the um, radio is going towards the future with, like, all the streaming platforms and things like that? Yeah, I think radio is going to be here to stay. Um, we just have to figure out how to make, how we can intertwine the streaming and all the different platforms and do it better. Everybody is always going to still listen to the radio. When there's a natural disaster, all some people have is the radio. They don't have internet. So the radio is who they have to look forward to. So before we go, you have to give us your Dear Black Girl open letter. <laughs> dear Black Girl, has anyone ever told you the world is yours or that you're just as beautiful as them? Raise your head high. Look everyone in the eye when you speak to them. Smile always, even when you feel like your world is falling apart. You'll laugh about all your downward spirals in a few years. You just have to get through them, and you will. Hey, Black Girl, did anyone ever tell you how strong you are? You pick yourself up daily and still have the strength to put others' burdens on your back. Just don't forget about your self-care. Do a face mask, take a bubble bath, 
Eat all the nachos you want and sip your sangria, too. I want you to know how powerful you are. You can really do anything. They might not see it now, but they're going to fill you later. Set your goals, save your money, educate yourself outside of just traditional school. Learn how to love yourself so that you can give love and receive it. Be a good person and live your best life always. Sincerely, Megan Taylor.